and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Praise God. Today we're going to be talking about one of the prophetic psalms in the Bible, in this book of Psalm, and one of the chapters that had spoken and prophesied regarding the Messiah that is to come. A lot of people had uh, some speculations about this passage of Scripture, but I want us to know that this passage is messianic and prophetic. And I know this Psalm will encourage us Today, In fact, this is so important, the book of Psalm, chapter 110, that the New Testament had referred to this several times. Jesus himself referred to it. Dr. Luke, as he alluded, Peter quoting this psalm. We have Paul quoting this psalm, James himself, and the author of Hebrews as well. And so we're going to look at that right now in and we'll see the prophetic attributes that has been spoken from this passage. And may we continue to be, uh, to be uh, awed by his attributes and be encouraged today that even before Jesus came, David, through the power of the Holy Spirit, already prophesied of the Messiah to come. We're going to look at that right now. The first attribute that has been spoken here is the reigning king appointed by the Lord. He's the reigning king appointed by the Lord. And we're going to look at the first two verses. And it says here, first two verses, the Lord says to my Lord, this is David speaking, the Lord Yahweh says to Adonai, my Lord Jesus, the Messiah, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. How can David witness the conversation, a secret conversation of the Trinity between, between the Father and the Son, when the Father told the Son, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? How did David know? The Holy Spirit. Because in, in Matthew and in Mark, when Jesus quoted this passage of Scripture, Jesus mentioned as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had, uh, in the Holy Spirit, calls him, in Matthew twenty two forty three 43, calls him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet, if then David calls him Lord, how, he, how is he his son? And so it was a debate. Is, you know, if, if, if the Messiah would be coming from the lineage of David, that means he must have been David's son. But how many of you know that how can David say Lord to the Messiah if he's his son? Because the Messiah... Is more than just David's son. He is God's son. 
It speaks of the deity of the Messiah. He is part of the Trinity. He is God the Son. And quoted and repeated again by Mark when Jesus was speaking on this subject, quoting Psalm 110 and showing how David called the Messiah Lord, recognizing that the Messiah was greater than David himself. That is basically the point that Jesus was making in Matthew and in Mark. In Mark chapter, uh, chapter, um, Mark chapter 12, verse 35 to 37. And uh, as well, Apostle Paul, uh, 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 I mean, Peter himself, in Acts chapter 2, quoted this passage of the Scripture, Psalm 110, when he was giving his, his sermon, right after when the Holy Spirit had fell upon the people. And, and he quoted it, and for David did not ascend into heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. In other words, during that day of Pentecost, Peter preaches and he cites the same text to prove that Jesus had been exalted to the position of authority to the right hand of God. And he acknowledged that. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 25 noted, For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. So Paul himself explaining the rule and dominion of Jesus the Messiah in 1, uh, 1 Corinthians. Obviously in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13, And to which of the angels has said, is ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies footstool for your feet. Referring basically the superiority of Jesus the Messiah over the angel. And, and Jesus is greater than any angel because he alone reigns in heaven. So the first attribute of this Messiah spoken in Psalm 110 verse 1 to 2 is that he is the reigning king appointed by the Lord, by Yahweh. He is truly the King of Kings. And what an amazing conversation. The Holy Spirit leading David to not just to hear the conversation, but to pen it and record it, that we are able to read and explain this through this screen right now. Indeed, the power of the Holy Ghost as part of the Trinity, showing us a glimpse of, of the conversation of the Trinity, the Father, and the Son. The second attribute of this Messiah that I'd like us to see, besides being the reigning king, is eternal priests. This Messiah is our eternal priests, recognized by the people. I'd like us to look at verse 3 right now, and it says, Your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power in holy garments from the womb of the morning, and the dew of your youth will be yours. The Lord has sworn that will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And we see here that people will volunteer themselves freely in the day, in the, in the day of God's power. And the people are recognizing these eternal priests who have come from the order of Melchizedek. There's only one order 
in the Old Testament is the order of Aaron which all the priests had come from. And yet we see here in Genesis, a reference to Genesis chapter 14, a reference of Melchizedek with no genealogy showing that even him was recognized by Abraham and Abraham himself offered tithe to him when he saw him after winning from the war against Kidalomer's uh, allied forces. Remember when Abraham uh, took his 318 leaders and soldiers and fought against Kidalomer's allied forces and basically saved his nephew and plundered the enemy. And when he saw from afar, he saw Melchizedek and he offered tenth of everything that he plundered from the enemy. What am I saying here? What I'm saying is there's another order, another, um, uh, another uh, a lineage of the priests, not just through Aaron, but through Melchizedek, where this Messiah had come from. Truly, without genealogy, without, uh, without, without beginning and end, so therefore it explains why the Messiah is our eternal priests and eternal priests. In other words, he is the one who would speak on behalf of. He will represent us before God. And that's what he did on that cross 2,000 years ago for us, for you and I. He stood on the gap and spoke on our behalf before God and pleaded. And because of that, his offering of his own blood was accepted. And so therefore now there's forgiveness of our sins. Truly, he is our eternal priests. That those who have believed before he came, that includes David and all those saints in the past, when he came and after he came and in the future, those who put their faith in Christ, it's going to be validated and affirmed because truly Christ is our eternal priests. And through his gospel, we all can be part and receive the benefit of him being our eternal priest from the order of not Aaron, but Melchizedek. Having said that, could you imagine? I was just, while reading this passage of scripture, I could imagine one of my favorite movies, Glory, when uh, Colonel uh, Goldshaw had a chance to lead the first uh, black African-American infantry, the 54th infantry, and he led it. He led that infantry to fight against the enemies. And these slaves, former slaves, had their own uh, free will to whether to serve in the military or not, but, that, but they have volunteered anyway. And not only did they have volunteered in the military, but Colonel Goldshaw led this team, volunteered themselves, including himself, to be the front liner in fighting against the enemy that prepared the way for the rest to come to the rescue. Did they win? Not necessarily in that particular war. Most of them, if not all of them, died. But the point is they volunteered for the sake of their freedom. And we see here, the young men would volunteer themselves freely. The recognition of the reigning king 
eternal priest. And the third attribute that we see here is that, by the way, him being priests was mentioned five times in the book of Hebrews just to show you how important Psalm 110 is to the author, to the unknown author of Hebrews. We don't really know up to now who authored Hebrews. We only know Hebrews. <laughs> but the point is, he, the author of this book, quoted from this psalm to prove the veracity of Christ being our eternal forever priests. Now let's look at the third attribute of the Messiah spoken in Psalm 110. Not only was a reigning king, an eternal priest, but a triumphant warrior feared by all nations. Looking at verse 5 once again, and it says here, The Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings on the day of his wrath. Could you imagine he was seated at the right hand of the Father? Now it was not just him fighting against, but the Father by his side fighting and winning the war for him. And it says, Shattered kings in the day of his wrath, he will execute judgment among the nations, filling them with corpses over the wide earth. He will drink from the brook, by the way. In other words, he will be even be refreshed, just like Joshua's men when they drank from the brook and refreshed themselves. And it says, therefore, he is the lifter of their heads, or he will lift up. His head. In other words, he would truly be triumphant and fighting against his enemies. And the nations are going to be there receiving his leadership. And that is done through today, through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah himself. That the good news that God became man in Christ Jesus, that he lived the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died in our place. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving that he is the Son of God, which he now offers forgiveness of sins and eternal life for those who will repent and believe in his name. Let this gospel permeate every corner of this God-ordained earth. It is time for his gospel to rule and reign, for his gospel to be heard, and for his gospel to transform lives. And I say, as I say that, then I say, indeed, the one and only Savior King, Jesus Christ, has come. And he has come, and it is time for his gospel, uh, that his gospel reaches every nation on this God-ordained planet. God bless you today, this morning, as we continue to worship Him today. Your justice won't delay. Your righteousness Your justice won't delay. Oh, your righteousness, your. Right.
Father God, thank you for this beautiful morning that once again you've showed us from the passage that even before the Messiah has come, you've already spoken through David. Thank you, Lord, that even in the way past, in the ancient years, you have spoken and prophesied because you know that truly God is in control over the affairs of the earth the enemy is not in charge of this planet. Our God is in charge of this planet. And he has sent his son. Now we hear the gospel so that we too can be a conduit of his blessings to the rest of the world. Not just today, but for the generations to come. May you all be inspired today as you've heard the gospel, as you've heard the word of God and, and, and a, a, a prophetic gesture, prophetic words spoken about the Messiah and be reminded once again that truly we are blessed and God wants us to be a blessing to the world. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody say, Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.